Hello and welcome to the first edition, September edition of I Roll. I'm Jim Nichols. I'm Hannah Keaton. And it's hard to believe September's already here. You know, I was driving, I started to see some leaves change already. Yeah, I had a bit of a panic when I was thinking about some things I have going on in October, and it is less than a month away. Have you gotten your pumpkin spice anything? No, I feel a weird amount of shame associated with pumpkin spice because I feel like there's a cultural kind of bash against it. I don't know if you feel this way. So I'm holding back as long as I can. I'm waiting to see when pumpkin spice brake pads will come out. <laughs> I think We should be, pitch that. I think we should. Yeah, it would be very interesting. Well, yes. we did wrap up August and uh, again, we did see some growth, 3% uh, year over year for August. Yes, that's almost 11,000 cars across the Americas region. And uh, for the year when we take, you know, all the months leading up to August, we're at about um, 84,000 cars sold. And uh, the big standout, Mexico. Best month in more than 12 years. Incredible. A dozen years they, they've been able to beat it. So congratulations to our friends down there. Of course, we're talking about selling cars. But in addition to selling cars, you have to build cars. And uh, there's been a little bit of news the last few weeks about a, a, a tiny storm uh, yes. that was just off of the East Coast. Of course, his name was Dorian. Mm -hmm. And um, now we pay much closer to attention to those type of things because just in the last year, we've opened up our plant uh, down in South Carolina. So uh, the storm was pretty bad in, in many parts of the country, but um, or many parts of the world, rather. But here in the U.S., we did okay. We did, and, and Jim, I think you had the, the chance to catch up with Stephanie Mangini, who takes care of communications for us at the plant um, a bit earlier this morning. Yeah, let's hear from her now. Hurricane Dorian has certainly made the headlines over the last several weeks. Uh, we've been tracking things very closely all up and down the East Coast, which was a very powerful Category 5 hurricane. Uh, we were concerned it was going to be tracking towards Florida, then South Carolina, then North Carolina, provide more kind of a glancing blow the East Coast at a, at a much lower intensity than was first predicted, which of course is good news along the coastline and very good news for our colleagues down in South Carolina. Stephanie, uh, I know that you know you are, are certainly in tune there with all of our colleagues at the plant and of course all of uh, our friends in the community there. How did Charleston and the Ridgeville area deal with the storm? So we were extremely fortunate to be spared by Hurricane Dorian. Um, thankfully, our plant has been constructed to be able to withstand up to Category 3 hurricane. That's um, winds of up to 75 miles per hour. So we did see some flooding in our, in our plant and we had some roof damage, but in all, the, the plant held up exactly the way it was constructed. That's right. And you said it was designed to handle Cat 3. Uh, yes. type forces, which of course luckily uh, that far inland um, didn't receive any of that type of impact. So right. the plant got a good power wash out of all this. Yes, it did. It did. And how is our colleagues handling it? I understand that a lot of the colleagues there were in evacuation zones. Yeah, yeah. So we had about 35% uh, of our workforce were in mandatory evacuation areas, which meant that they did leave the area. Um, so Everybody is safe, which is number one. Um, they came back to some power outages, um, some reported property damage and, you know, debris from trees that they needed to clean up. But in all, everybody is accounted for and everybody is safe. And I understand that 
there was a shutdown for the week of which Dorian had kind of gone up the East Coast, but it sounds like you guys are starting to get the line back up and running. And a lot of these yeah. people are very eager to kind of get back to work. Yeah, you know, I think you go a little stir crazy when you're in the house for a week, uh, just waiting for the storm to come. Because if you think about it, uh, there was mandatory evacuation in place starting Monday, and the storm didn't really hit us until um, early Thursday morning. So a lot of it was just waiting, that anticipation. So I think a lot of our team members are excited to be back at work uh, to produce these cars for our customers because we certainly have orders that we need to fill. Um, so I think they're excited to be back. Um, and, you know, we're just we're happy that 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 we can we can be here to build these cars. And the plan is in place to try to make back some of that lost time from last week to keep the orders flowing. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what the management team has been working on um, for the last few days is what does that recovery process look like? So it does look like we will have to run this Saturday and run some overtime during the week. But, you know, in all, we should be back on track before Thanksgiving. So that's also a really great sign. You know, one of the things I love about the community and the culture down there is how everyone helps each other out. And uh, luckily, a lot of our friends and colleagues down there were spared the storm but there is a real effort going on now at the plant to get resources together for those that were affected in the Bahamas. You know, and that just speaks to the heart of our employees and our community here. You know, even when they had to be evacuated and when they came back home to their homes where, you know, with downed trees, you know, the first thing that they said to me was, how are we going to help those in need? those especially in the Bahamas and um, and again we're in South Carolina it's a really close-knit community um, lots of companies have come together to to uh, make to have collections and we are going to be sending a carrier full of donations of things that the people in the Bahamas need and we'll be doing that this week so you know again just a lot of great heartfelt folks here who just really want to do the right thing for, for people that's fantastic. Well, Stephanie, we're glad to hear that you were safe as well as all of our friends and colleagues down there. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So it's amazing to hear down there uh, how quickly they're able to bounce back. It was, yeah, you know, we've evacuated, but we really want to get back to work. We really want to build those cars. We're looking to close that gap for the week that was lost last week. And, you know, what's amazing is that they come back, trees are down on their lawn, they're waiting for the power to come back. And the first thing they ask is, what can I do to help other people? Mm-hmm shows what a strong sense of community that that the team has and and i feel really proud when i look at the work that they're doing to contribute to the relief efforts so i've seen some photos that have come out there you know people are bringing in all types of things diapers and all these type of things uh, putting it on a container ship getting it out of the port of charleston and getting to the bahamas as soon as they can Mm -hmm. so some really great efforts there Um, But switching gears a little bit now to some positive news and that would be uh regarding our Project EVA, and it's honoring by Fast Company for the Innovation by Design Awards. Yes, uh, Equal Vehicles for All, the initiative we unveiled earlier this year, was honored in the Fast Company's Timeless Design category. So that's going to hit newsstands in October, so keep your eyes out. And again, we released the EVA initiative in March, but for those who need a quick refresher, um, Project EVA is a movement by which we released all of our, our vast 
library of safety data, safety research, and made it available to other automakers, basically anybody who's interested, so that it can be applied to other technologies because we felt that it was too important to keep to ourselves. And this is not the first time that we have done this. No, it absolutely is not. I mean, our most uh, noticeable and most important one, of course, was the safety belt, which just celebrated its 60th anniversary on August 12th. That was something where we had done all this research, we had done this development, we had patented it, and basically we said, this is too important to keep to ourselves, and so let's release it to the world. And we've done that with a lot of safety functions over the years. And a lot of our engineers would say that cars today cannot be built without some sort of the Volvo-invented safety technologies, Mm -hmm. and that certainly is true. There is absolutely a piece of Volvo in every car that is out on the road right now, which is, of course, something to be very proud of. Of course. And and if you take a look at the impact of the seatbelt in its totality, we have, we estimate we've saved more than a million lives. Yep. So really incredible. And and something that really struck me as we were um, launching the EVA initiative in March is a reflection on the history of the seatbelt and how it came to kind of pervade all of every car on the market. Um, is the fact that when it was first introduced, there was a, quite a bit of resistance to it. People felt that it was taking away their freedom in a way. Yes, the freedom to fly through the windshield. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it was interesting to watch those headlines, uh, which the safety center had gathered from the late 1950s or early 1960s about safety belts. And some of the ridiculous things that were recommended, uh, there was one criticism that said, well, you can't jump out of the car right before an accident. Of course, exactly what you'd uh, want to do. Yeah, and, you know, it, it just shows that... History has a tendency of repeating itself. And so we hear these type of things right now about a lot of the safety functions we have today, whether it be lane keeping aid or anything else. People say, oh, well, you know, people will drive in a more dangerous fashion because they have these safety systems. No, uh, history has not borne that out, uh, as we've seen kind of with the safety belt. So it's, I guess, always encouraging when you start to see a little bit of resistance because it means that you're onto something, Mm -hmm. Uh, you're onto kind of changing that behavior. Uh, but I think that we'll all be sitting around 30 years from now and thinking, why didn't we have technologies that would help stop the car so you don't hit a pedestrian and, and, and things like yeah, that? Yeah. And another interesting thing about Project Eva, so there have been lots of downloads of of the data. And um, I've asked my friends over in the safety center, I'm like, so what uh, car companies mm-hmm. have, have come along? And uh, they've said that there's been a few. They wouldn't tell me names. Um, no hints? No hints, uh, but it definitely is getting some notice. Um, Can I tell us locations? Yeah, they're being pretty tight-lipped, <laughs> which I have to respect. I, I do respect that. And there's a, a lot in the academic space where they're looking to kind of expand on, on research as well. So hopefully, just like what we saw with the seatbelt, we'll see a lot of great things that will come out of sharing all this research that we have on these different safety systems. Wonderful. Well... I guess tying it back to um, the news around being honored, um, we were honored um, again this month by Digital Trends. Um, our V90 Cross Country was named the best luxury family car for 2019. And you know what's great about Digital Trends is that it's kind of the geek dad site, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's really right in there with the audience that is attracted to that car. And it is the it is a great family car. It has the basically the same functionality that you would find in an SUV. Uh, we talked earlier about the V60 cross country. We drove it up a ski hill last month in in Banff. Um, I've taken the V90 cross country in Sweden out to ice ponds where 
uh, for demonstration purposes, we took it out on, on pure solid ice, and the car performs really well. There's very little performance-wise that a V90 you know, can't do, that an SUV can't do. Like they, they do basically the same thing. And if you're very active with things like canoeing and biking and skiing, having that easier access to the roof to put your gear on, on a low roof car like a wagon, it's so much better than it, an SUV. It makes a big difference, and it does not hurt that the car is absolutely stunning. It's easy on the eyes. Yes. That always helps. <laughs> I drive an XC40, and I secretly lust after the V90. Uh, I would uh, be, be pretty pleased if I could drive one up to my apartment in Brooklyn, but uh, not yeah. today. <laughs> certainly, it certainly would help with the move. Yes, it would. Um, so it is great news uh, about that. And also some great news. We talk about uh, you know traveling vast terrains. We are doing that currently with our colleagues. We are. We, uh, we've activated across Volvo Car USA. All of our colleagues are running, biking, walking for Alex's Lemonade Stand's Million Mile Challenge. And I think as of yesterday, we were at 3,000 miles across, um, across our organization so far, which we're only 10 days into September, so I have to say that's pretty darn good. That's pretty darn good, but the weather's perfect for this time of year. Leaves are starting to change. We talked about that earlier. It's a great time to get out there, put more... Uh, miles on that personal odometer yes. and uh, help raise some money for Alex's Lemonade Stand. It is a great cause. It is. So with that, but the next time that we talk will be at the end of September. It'll be here before you know it. Oof, we have to start planning our Halloween costumes. Yes, I know. Uh, my son has already started doing that for me. Any hints? Uh, no, but there's probably about four different costume <laughs> changes. I'm going to be almost like a musician diva with the <laughs> amount of costume changes he's requiring me to do. Perfect. But, well, you'll have to update us next time. Yes. Um, I'm sure everyone will be waiting by the edge of their seat. Of course. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. All right. Thank you, Hannah.